Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh. Suck down that ambrosia. <sighs> Guess what today is? Say it with me. Today is Friday, December 17th. Uh, I apologize for no podcast yesterday. Uh, yesterday turned into a crazy day. Um, <clears throat> I could just like, <laughs> you guys want to hear about my crazy day? You get to because, well, I guess you could always click away. But so far as I know, you're my captive audience. So I'd already known that it was going to be kind of topsy-turvy. Because, as you know, my husband, if you've been listening, you know my husband hasn't been feeling well. So we've been doing various doctor's appointments to try to track down what's going on with him. And plus, with Christmas coming, uh, we're planning to drive to Tucson next week. So my husband, I have to tell, I don't, do, you, do you guys have people like this in your life? he has this thing about cars and I was talking with my sister-in-law recently and it turns out that his brother is exactly the same, but they're like, I mean, to put it in perspective, I am absolutely the cliche of the female who, when you ask her what engine her car is, I will say, did I mention the car is red? Um, I mean, I know more than that about my XJS, but if somebody asks me, what kind of car does that person drive? I cannot tell you. I'm like, it's, um, I don't know, longish and whitish and it's green. Um, I am not a car person. I am a get in the car and drive it. And if it stops going, then I know there's a problem. Um, I, I don't know if that makes it sound, makes me sound ditzy. Uh, to me, that's a prioritization thing. It's, um, I just, cars are not my thing. I don't worry about cars. My husband, David, is something of a gearhead from way back. You know, he spent a lot of time in his youth working on cars. He helped rebuild engines when you could do that. And he has ideas, whether capital I, about car maintenance, also capitalized. So like when we were planning to drive to Tucson for Christmas, even though we drove this car to Tucson for Thanksgiving a month ago, there's, there's me, that's my end of the spectrum. He's like, we have to get the car checked out before we go to make sure there's no problems with it. And, and he's also the person who gets the oil changed, you know, exactly on the, the time or the mileage, whichever comes first. Um, and I get it when like, then when the, actually I'm getting better about the jet because I did get a stern talking to from both my mechanic and David, um, and my mechanic talked to David <laughs> and told him, tell her that she needs to get the oil changed more often. Um, she used to be doing this on time. So I was like, okay. So, I, I mean, I fully admit that I am not the queen of car maintenance. But I feel like he's way far on the other end. So it's like, I have learned not to... Well, okay, so here's another example. I am the put gas in the car when the reserve light comes on. And I'll still drive it on the reserve light for like 30, 50 miles. I mean, you can do it. Um, David is put gas on the car 
quarter tank or, you know, if it's getting to a quarter tank, he starts to get worried. So anyway, I have learned to accommodate this because he will be anxious. And this is a way of, um, accommodating his, his anxieties and making him feel more comfortable about the trip. So he likes to have our mechanic look over the car to make sure that there's no problems with it before we go. So he'd made this appointment to do the oil change and have the car looked over, um, a week ago and he wasn't feeling good. He wasn't able to take the car in and I was supposed to go to Ryder coffee. And it was like, well, I couldn't really go there and sit and wait for this, you know, at the time of our appointment, cause it's our lo local mechanic and he's amazing. He's wonderful. But so I said, well, let me see if I can reschedule it. Um, and so the only time that they had available before we our planned departure was yesterday morning, Thursday morning at eight o'clock. And I'd said, okay, I'd wait for it. Our previous appointment was at like nine 15 or nine 30, which is smack in the middle of writer's coffee. So when I agreed to this, I thought, okay, 8 AM. Um, if David's not able to do it, I can take the car over, wait for it and then go to writer coffee from there. Seemed like a reasonable plan, right? So then, uh, meanwhile, we end up doing these doctor's appointments and stuff, and they had wanted him to do this upper GI x-ray. And he told me like on Tuesday or something, they called him and said, oh, we had a cancellation and we could get you in at 845 on Thursday morning. Um, do you want to take it? And so we're like, we said, well, better go ahead and take it. So we kind of had it worked out that David thought he should be able to drive himself to the doctor's appointment. And then if it like knocked him for a loop, you know, and I could take the car and wait for this oil change and check. And then if the doctor's appointment knocked him for a loop, I could drive in and pick him up and we would like pick up the other car later. So this was going to work. And I was meanwhile trying to figure out, uh, Jim Sorensen was texting me yesterday morning saying, are we doing writer coffee? And, and I was like, I don't know, you know, I've got these two things going on and let's see if anyone else is going to be there because I might not make it. I might be really late. I might not make it. We don't know. So <laughs> meanwhile, David comes in and he says, guess what? This doctor's appointment isn't in Santa Fe. It's in Albuquerque. You know, unfortunately it's still like six in the morning. So we had plenty of time, uh, being early risers, but it was like, so Albuquerque's an hour away and we're like, fuck. <laughs> and it was funny because when they made the appointment, they never mentioned it was in Albuquerque. The gal asked him, do you know where constellation places? And David said, no, but that he could map it. And, okay. So you'd think they'd mention anyway. So we're like, okay, well that throws all the plans out of the window. Um, so I quickly reassembled the plan and I said, okay, mechanic opens at seven 30. Let's leave here at seven 20, uh, drop the car at the mechanic, tell them have this emergency medical appointment and we need to leave the car with them that we can't wait for it. And then I will drive you down to Albuquerque. And David said, well, but you know, what about water coffee? Because he is very considerate of me. And I said, well, you know, Jim's in Albuquerque. Let me see if he'll want to meet me while you're in your appointment. Actually, David suggested that part. You know, could go have a cup of coffee with Jim while you're, uh, 
while I'm doing this, because he said at this time I asked, we're getting smarter. Um, he said this time I asked how long it would take, and they said half an hour. So uh, it all actually worked fine. It was a little bit of a mad scramble to get going. I did not have time to record my podcast, uh, but we dropped off the car. David got to talk to the mechanic, um, which made him happy, and have him look, you know, look at different stuff on it. And then I drove him down to Albuquerque and I dropped him off at 8.42 and then went and met Jim at a coffee shop a mile away from there. And Jim and I had breakfast and coffee and had a great conversation. And then I picked up David and brought him home and we just went straight to the mechanic, which is a little bit past our house and got, he was able to get the Camry back and and it's all good, um, although it does need new spark plugs, so we have to put the spark plugs in it on Monday. But X truck is here. It's Christmas time. Package deliveries. Um, so, sorry, fatally distracted by the, oh, the FedEx truck is coming down the street. <laughs> distracted by the FedEx truck. Um. what was I saying? Oh, so then he got the Camry and I stayed there with the Jag because I had diligently, obediently gotten the oil changed in the Jag a couple of weeks ago, but they did not have an air filter in stock. Um, and this has happened twice now that he hasn't had the air filter there and he had to get one for me. And so he told me, um, and you know, package finally arrived up on the porch it's funny because the delivery guy especially this one like talks on his phone all the time so you can hear his voice coming up the the block and as he talks to on his earbuds or what have you so um so then i waited there for them to put the air filter in the jag my mechanic had said oh yeah come you know come by and we'll just pop it in and it didn't take very long Meanwhile, so this was like all, I was trying to finish so many things yesterday, it felt like. So then I, I did finish listening to the audiobook of Dark Wizard. I'm very happy with it. It's fantastic, you guys. Um, I have a couple of questions for my uh, narrator, that, and she hasn't answered me, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Um... But I might just go ahead and approve those files. I did have a couple things that I was going to ask her to fix, but I might just go ahead and approve them and see. Um, a lot of people are already on vacation. <laughs> so the other thing I was dealing with yesterday is we are ready to upload Fire of the Frost, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> Dorinda sent it to me at like, three in the morning, Thursday morning. So many things happened yesterday. Uh, and she ended up having to do a few proofs and we went back and forth on her blurb, but it's done. We're going to make our upload deadline. All is fantastic that way. Uh, the only rub is <laughs> that our cover designer is already on holiday and won't be back till January 4th and she can't do the print cover until then. So we were kind of going, I was doing a lot of my publisher hat things yesterday. Um, 
and I should put say that on Wednesday I got my 3000 words so I'm I'm actually really happy with where I am at on gray magic except I got shit done on it yesterday but I am at 26,000 words on it. So so that's good. Uh, just juggling way too many balls. Sometimes it works out that way. So um, so I dealt with that and then we also had a crisis with BookBub because Amanda Boucher who's in the Fire of the Frost Anthology uh, put in a request for a new release alert through BookBub which is a great thing to do. It's it's a free service that they do. It goes out to all of your followers. Um, you know really useful thing and BookBub refused said that the book didn't qualify. So I called Grace on my way back from the uh, mechanic because my theory was I said I haven't had time to look this up but her contribution the king of hell was previously published as a short story but she reworked it and she more than doubled it in length but it has the same title and she did some research and we talked and turns out that they will not do a new release alert if the book is not 100% fresh material which I'm sorry give me a fucking break. Show me something that is 100% new material. It's you know we all cannibalize other stuff maybe not previously published but it's just ridiculous because it was enough of a new edition that she copyrighted it as a new story. Um, it's dramatically changed you know and there are other examples of this uh, with you know like Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game started out as a short story that he turned into a you know short ish novel really it's not a very long novel. Uh, and we we even look at this for like nebula awards is what is a substantial transformation of the work. So bookbub I'm looking at you this is really kind of dumb that you don't uh, you know maybe they just don't want to deal which is probably it but and it doesn't matter that much with getting that bookbub new release alert but it just took time to deal with and it's aggravating. <clears throat> so between that and the print cover and all of those things uh, I ended up not you know by the time I dealt with all that stuff and then I was just sort of tired and stressed out and so I didn't get anything uh, writing done wise yesterday but I did deal with a lot of businessy stuff so that was good. And uh, yeah that was my day yesterday. I'm trying to think of like what else I dealt with in the afternoon but I did. And Kelly Robson sent me uh, the trailer for the lost city which I shared on Twitter and Facebook today. Um, Sandra Bullock plays a uh, adventure romance author. It's kind of a reworking of romancing the stone but more awesome uh, where she ends up having to go on a trip but it looks um, snarkier and there are definitely images that come from romancing the stone. It looks absolutely amazing. Uh, and Channing, Channing Tatum is her cover model uh, playing the, the big dumb guy and at one point Chris Hemsworth shows up to rescue her and the best part of this is you guys Channing Tatum and Chris Hemsworth are like 20 years younger than Sandra Bullock and I just can't tell you how awesome that is. Uh, apparently Brad Pitt's in it too and so is um, 
Harry Potter guy? Daniel, sorry. This, this falls in the same category as my, um, here, let me look. Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe. I'm not a Harry Potter person, sorry. Now that JK Rowling is turning out to be awful, maybe it's just as well. Sorry for all you guys who grew up reading those. Um, maybe she'll stop being awful. Maybe she'll figure it out. It's something that we've been having a lot of dialogue on. Um, and Jim and I were talking about it yesterday morning even because uh, he said something about, oh, we were talking about, I still have to buy gifts for some of the grandkids, you know, and he suggested Harry Potter for one. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I, I said, I know that she's not going to miss my, my dollars. Uh, but um, in her immense fortune, but at the same time, I'm not sure I feel like I can buy her books. Um, and it's just unfortunate, but we started talking about like, what is, you know, it's an, been an ongoing conversation. How much do you divorce the person from their art? And, and Jim was telling me something that he said that one of the uh, quips about liberals versus conservatives is that uh, no one is pure enough for the left and no one is too shitty for the right, <laughs> which I think is possibly true. Uh, you know, we have these people who JK Rowling, I feel like, you know, she, she's a turf and she keeps doubling down on being a turf. Uh, you know, that one's pretty, pretty clear. But then there are other people who have tripped up and made various mistakes along the way and that they've learned and grown or that they simply flubbed their words. And, you know, do we forgive that? It's, um, you know, applying this test to everybody is, is really becoming, um, kind of exhausting, you know, and it's like, yeah, you don't want someone who's out there causing harm to a community and, and if they do cause harm, they need to redress it. But very often, um, you know, like people do stuff accidentally and they are sincerely trying to fix it and it can be difficult. Um, at the same time, you know, the power of a sincere apology and pledge to grow is an enormous thing. And without that social pressure for people to do so, would that happen? Now it's a, I don't have any answers there, but, um, anyway, the lost city, not doubt until March, cannot wait to see it. Um, I'll, I'll link to the trailer in the show notes and yeah, so I'm going to try to get words today. Um, uh, fire of the frost will be out on the 22nd. Should be no problems. Cross your fingers and knock on wood, but, uh, we're on track to do that. So. I'll remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a wonderful weekend, and you all take care. Bye-bye.